Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of congenital rubella syndrome found under the pediatric section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 25-year-old woman gave birth to a boy who was noted to be small for gestational age. She did not have consistent prenatal care and had only one obstetrician appointment prior to giving birth. She has a history of drug use and multiple sexual partners. She does not know if she had received her childhood vaccinations. The boy is noted to have multiple violaceous macules on his skin, resembling a blueberry muffin. He also has cataracts and a continuous machine-like murmur on cardiac exam. Let's continue with an introduction to congenital rubella syndrome. As a reminder, rubella virus is characterized as an enveloped icosahedral capsid single-stranded positive sense RNA virus. It is a toga virus, and it causes rubella, also known as German three-day measles. Its transmission is via placental transmission. Prevention is via the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine, which is given before pregnancy, or resolved maternal infection before pregnancy. Remember that the vaccine is given over two doses. Also remember that serologic screening for rubella immunoglobulin G in pregnant women is necessary if they are not immune. In terms of the epidemiology, the incidence is decreased in the United States due to vaccination, but it is endemic in parts of Europe, Africa, and Asia. Demographically, this occurs in neonates. Risk factors include lack of vaccination and travel to endemic areas. In terms of the pathogenesis, Congenital rubella syndrome is most likely to occur if infection occurs at less than 16 weeks of gestation. Remember that the vertical transmission from mother to fetus is through the placenta. Conditions that are associated include regular rubella, which presents with a maculopapular rash, lymphadenopathy, which is especially postauricular, as well as polyarthritis and polyarthralgia. Other conditions that are associated include autoimmune diseases, such as thyroid disease. Moving on to the presentation. In mothers, this may result in miscarriage or fetal death. In neonates, it may present with sensory neural hearing loss as well as congenital heart disease that may include a patent ductus arteriosus, pulmonary artery stenosis, or septal defects. On exam in neonates, one may note the blueberry muffin rash. This refers to discrete violaceous macules which are due to purpura or petechiae and are from dermal extramedullary hematopoiesis. One may also note cataracts or glaucoma, a low birth weight, a murmur on cardiac exam, and hepatomegaly. In terms of further imaging, a fetal ultrasound is indicated as a routine pregnancy ultrasound. Findings may include cardiac abnormalities, splenomegaly, microcephaly, or intrauterine growth retardation. In terms of further studies, labs may demonstrate a rubella-specific immunoglobulin M in the fetal blood or amniotic fluid. With regards to the differential, make sure to think about congenital toxoplasmosis, with distinguishing factors being that this will also present with a blueberry muffin rash, but toxoplasmosis presents with intracranial calcifications, hydrocephalus, and chorioretinitis. And when making the diagnosis, remember that this is based on clinical presentation and it is confirmed with laboratory studies. In terms of treatment, the mainstay of treatment is supportive care. Vaccinations are indicated before pregnancy. Remember that one may vaccinate a patient if serologic titers are negative, but the patient must wait at least four weeks until trying to get pregnant. 
and one should not give a vaccine during pregnancy. Mothers may consider termination of the pregnancy if the disease is detected early. Complications related to congenital rubella syndrome include blindness, cardiac arrhythmias, and death. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that unfortunately, this carries a poor prognosis in infancy. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to congenital rubella syndrome, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A one-day-old girl is being evaluated in the labor and delivery unit. She was born at 38 weeks of gestation via spontaneous vaginal delivery to a mother who did not receive prenatal care. The patient's mother states that her pregnancy was uncomplicated, though she was seen at an urgent care clinic during her first trimester for fever and knee pain, which resolved within one week without treatment. The newborn's temperature is 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.0 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 60 over 35. Pulse is 140 beats per minute, and respirations are 40 breaths per minute. Her exam is notable for a weight of 5 pounds 2 ounces, which is at the 5th percentile, and a continuous murmur in the left infraclavicular region. On exam, the patient has bilateral leukocoria as well as a blueberry muffin rash. Based on these findings, which of the following features might also be observed in this patient? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Hydrocephalus Choice 2. Intracranial calcifications Choice 3. Notched teeth Choice 4. Periventricular calcifications Or Choice 5. Sensory neural hearing loss The best answer to this question is Choice 5. Sensory neural hearing loss. This patient was born to a mother who did not receive prenatal care and experienced transient arthralgia with fever in her first trimester, concerning for rubella infection. The patient's presentation of low birth weight, diffuse blueberry muffin macules, bilateral cataracts, and continuous patent ductus arteriosus murmur are consistent with congenital rubella syndrome, which is also associated with sensory neural hearing loss. Congenital rubella syndrome is one of the congenital torches infections. This includes Toxoplasma gondii, rubella, cytomegalovirus, human immunodeficiency virus, herpes simplex virus, and syphilis. It is a result of gestational transplacental transmission of the rubella virus, most often during the first trimester. The initial maternal infection is transient and self-resolving, presenting as a mild fever, maculopapular rash, post-auricular lymphadenopathy, and polyarthralgia. As the first trimester is a critical period for fetal organogenesis and growth, the virus can have devastating effects due to inhibition of cellular mitosis leading to low birth weight, destruction of the ocular lenses, and organ dysgenesis. The viral tropism for vascular endothelium can lead to a patent ductus arteriosus, encephalitis, and sensory neural hearing loss. Prognosis depends on the severity of defects, which are managed supportively. Prevention involves prenatal counseling to screen for maternal rubella immune status and vaccination if needed. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Hydrocephalus is a classic feature of congenital toxoplasma gondii infection due to a parasite obstruction of the cerebrospinal fluid flow. In contrast, newborns with congenital rubella syndrome may have microcephaly. Choice 2. Intracranial calcifications are a classic radiographic feature of congenital toxoplasma gondii infection 
due to parasitic cyst deposition in the brain parenchyma. These calcifications are not observed in congenital rubella syndrome. Choice 3. Notched teeth, also known as Hutchinson teeth, are a classic feature of congenital syphilis infection and are not found in congenital rubella syndrome. Other congenital syphilis features include nasal discharge, short maxilla, bowed tibias, and a saddle nose. Choice 4. Periventricular calcifications are a classic radiographic finding in congenital CMV infection, often accompanied by ventriculomegaly, a feature not observed in congenital rubella syndrome. Finally, a bullet summary. Congenital rubella syndrome occurs from first trimester transplacental viral transmission with maternal features of transient fever with polyarthralgia and results in newborn characteristics of low birth weight, diffuse blueberry muffin rash, continuous patent ductus arteriosus murmur, and sensory neural hearing loss. That's all for this review about congenital rubella syndrome. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.